A ride Imagineers first conceptualized in 1996 as Ultraflight came to life February 8, 2001, thanks to Imagineer Mark Sumner, who created the technology the ride uses today. Variations of this magical Disney flight experience can be found at Disney World's Epcot, Shanghai Disneyland, Tokyo Disney Sea, and its first home, Disney's California Adventure. This week on Slice of Disney, we welcome you to Flight 5505, Soarin'. Disney theme park podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Washington, Disney obsessed enthusiast and real life Tinkerbell. And I'm your co-host, Will Luntz, who's been to Disney a couple of times in real life, Sven. Yay! <laughs> I think I met Kristoff, but I'm still figuring that all out. So, I think you could be all of them. You're all the the Frozen characters. I'm into it. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to talk about Soren, Soren to Tower. <laughs> I'm excited. I've been on this one. <laughs> this is such a great ride. And I honestly, you know, it's a staple. I try to do it, you know, almost every time I go. It's my mom's favorite. And she is terrified of heights. So sometimes she'll like close her eyes during certain parts of the ride, but she's still so happy and she really loves doing it. I get that. I'm scared of heights too. And I could see how that could happen. Really? Because uh, you're right up on there, right? I mean, it's like it feels like you're you're hang gliding or whatever. It's cool. Yeah, it's such a fun ride, and I, it's really hard to leave that experience without a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. When you uh, were you were going to Disney actively when this ride debuted, I would imagine. Oh yeah. Well, when it debuted, yes, I didn't come to Florida till later. Okay, gotcha. And it came because Disney World did a thing where, um, as a something year anniversary, to be honest, I don't remember, uh, they they brought different rides or experiences from all the Disney theme parks to Disney World. Oh. So the thing they brought from California was Soarin'. And so that was my first experience doing it. And it's crazy to me that since my first experience of riding this ride, the line is never short. That's I mean, one of the things that surprised me most about the research that you put together for this one was that it is like Disney's most popular ride and the the line is always crazy long. Always. And yet it's not like a, an IP. Like, you know, I mean, it is, but it's not like a, you don't go to a, there's not like there's no a movie of it. Right. There's no yeah. characters. Unless you've been and know about it, you're not like, oh, I definitely got to do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And when I've brought new people, no matter the age, which I also think is cool. I'm like, trust me, you're going to love it. And they, they're, oh my God, like that was so much fun. So yeah, Soren is... Well, let's get into it. Who, yes. For people that don't know about it. So Soren is a magical experience. Um, it's a flight simulator. And one of the, so this is something that I think is kind of cool. The technology used for the ride, it's kind of like you're, there's a claw and there's three rows of seats and you start all just getting on the row, but as the ride goes up, they end up towering themselves, like a level, you know, three, two, one. And then the whole claw moves you, you know, mm. so you feel like you're flying on the screen. And that was the first time that Disney had actually created their own technology for a ride. 
Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So every other ride has like, you know, they would hire some company or whatever. But this was the first ride that the mechanics were invented by an Imagineer. Imagineer, Mark, Mike, sorry, Mike Sumner, right? The yes. one that you mentioned earlier. Uh, one of the things that I think is interesting about this, I didn't, you know, when I went on it, I've been on it a couple of times, uh, I didn't notice, I didn't notice technology, I guess, because it is kind of cool because it's one of the first rides, it's one of the rides where you like, there's all these different rows of seats and you just go and find your own and then it does, like you said, kind of like lifts you up. But it, it, I, uh, in the research that you found, um, it was originally designed for that purpose as like a, a way to get guests efficiently onto um, a side, uh, like onto their own seats and it, uh, compared to like the Tower of Terror where everybody has to go like down one middle aisle and then go right. out and find their own. This was like everyone just goes and finds their seats, buckles in and you're able to get on and out off pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, I thought it was really cool the way that they had invented that, um, tech for this. Yeah. So the story is, um, that Mike Sumner was playing with his kids, uh, with an old erector set and was inspired to do this. And I think it's, so 87 guests go on the ride at a time. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Especially since the line is still crazy long. I know. And the ride's not that long. It's I mean, not, I guess it's maybe long. It's a couple than, minutes. Yeah. Um, so it's a longer ride, like, than a roller coaster. Comparatively, yeah. But still, like, that's so many people on at a time. And you don't realize that either. Mm-hmm. You know, how big that ride is. And, yeah, I mean, that it was inspired by a toy. I feel yeah. like that's the most Disney thing that could happen. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, but we talked about the line a couple of times. And I know that they've done a lot. There's a lot of stuff. Like, since it's long, there's a lot of stuff for you to look at. Yeah, so... This, you know, again, because Disney gives all those little details to everything. Mm-hmm. The line. OK, well, first, we're going to talk about Disneyland line. But first, I'm just going to talk about Disney World line real quick because it doesn't take very long. The line is really boring and it's basically just walls with really tall walls in between. I, like a. It's a walls with walls. It's walls with walls. <laughs> and then there's at one point like a screen where you can play trivia. OK. But that's it shots fired disney world it's well in it again it was built later and it's in the land which is a part of epcot there's like what's that is it like representation of disneyland within no it's it's supposed to represent kind of like i always think of it as like healthy and like environmentally friendly crunchy hippie stuff yeah Yeah. but it's not i don't know it's just like they have a food court where the food's like really good i like to eat Uh there um, and it feels like fresher and with more natural ingredients than, you know, like chicken nuggets or whatever. Yeah. And there's a ride in there called the land or, uh, living with the land, which is so, it's such a funny, fun ride. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been the same way forever. They're like, we're introducing like hydro, you know, plant things. What, what are they introducing there, Kelly? <laughs> Hydro plant things? Hydro, I don't know, like <laughs> hydroponic like pot sure. things, or things that f- go in the ceiling. I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, there's a restaurant uh, that spins. Okay, cool. Why? Um, It just goes around to like you see different, you actually see the parts, <laughs> like different parts of living with the land. Um, it moves really slowly. And then um, it's a buffet style. They bring like the buffet to your table though. And then you go through like kind of like a prairie or like a rainforest. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's not what this episode's about. No, so it's we'll not. get we'll, we'll Sorry, look for that I'm episode. I'm getting distracted soon. by the land. No, it's fair. But Sounds fascinating. It really is. But I will say that what uh Soren took over 
was like one of my favorite things ever when I was a kid. It was called like Food Rocks. Tell me about it. Oh my God. My family hated it and hated that I wanted to do it all the time. That's that's <laughs> life with Kelly. Yes. <laughs> so you go on it and like, it, it it's like a show with like animatronic healthy foods that come out of the fridge and they're like, eat your vegetables, kids. And then like the bad guys come and it was like, I haven't seen this obviously since I was like a baby, but I don't know how I remember it. And then like the bad guys were like the soda and the chocolate bar and they were like, we're going to, you guys are going to go down and the healthy food's like, no. Okay. Well, I can see why it got so replaced. They, <laughs> so they got rid of that and then they have Soren. Uh-huh. So the line there is poop, but the line in, uh, Disneyland, California Adventure, is really pretty cool. So you go through an aviation hall of fame, mm-hmm. um, and they have little, you know, they have a propeller, they have pictures of things, you know, and like fake what looks like, it does, it looks like a museum. And it honors a bunch of, you know, the famous... Aviation heroes. A- yes. Yeah. So like Amelia Earhart, uh, Howard Hughes, Charles Lindbergh, and... It's pretty cute, you know, and you're in a hangar. Mm-hmm. So you're really feeling the vibe. And then, you know, you kind of go down a hallway as you get closer to actually getting on the ride. And that part feels like it's taking forever because yeah. you get so excited. Yeah. You're ready to get there. And then finally, they tell you where to sit. And you have the intro video. Is there a best seat? Do you have a preference? I like have a preference. Front, back, middle? I have a different preference than other people I know. Okay. I like second row in the second section so there's three sections uh-huh. you can board from and there's three rows okay per section so you're like right in the middle is what it sounds like yes gotcha some people like the second section first row so you have no feet dangling mm. but i just don't like when you can see the top or the bottom of the yeah, screen you want to really feel immersed in the yeah you know these little feet are dangling at me but <laughs> you know that's sure. okay and then um as you're waiting like patrick warburton talks to you so you know, in his Patricky voice. Go on. I mean, you're right no. there. Just try it. <laughs> I don't. You got to try it. Well, I was out of sword to tower. Okay. And they're like, the, you know, classic part is the guy's like, all hats, bags, and whatever go in your underseat compartment. And especially these little beauties. And then, like, the guy takes off his Mickey ears and he's got, like, this cute little bald spot. Oh, okay. And you're like, oh. fun, fun, fun. Cute. <laughs> yeah. And then you're on the ride, and it's amazing and awesome. And when it opened, obviously, it was soaring over California. And it pays, like, such a nice homage to to California. Mm-hmm. It's You're getting to see so many beautiful parts of California. And even so the L.A. traffic, you know, they that's highlight true. that. Yeah, yeah. It just, just for people, if no one, if I, I don't know how many people are listening to this that have never been on it or just don't have no concept of what it is. But basically, you're, like, brought up to face this kind of like large IMAX area and you're just being taken sort of like you're flying over California in this instance. Yes. So you're lifted 40 feet mm-hmm. into the air and there's a, it's a 180 degree IMAX projection dome. Right. Okay. And it's 80 feet high, the, the screen itself. And it kind of concaves in so that you're really like immersed in right. to the soaring experience. And this is also something I think is crazy. It's one million pounds of solid steel. Wow. The track itself. That is crazy. That's so much. Because like, like the, when you say track too, because like I, I just want people like if you haven't been on it, it's not like you're 
it's not like a roller coaster. Right. It's like a visual experience. There is a track that brings you from the ground up to face this kind of thing. It's like what Universal tries to do all the time and they like just stink. Like <laughs> I feel like sure. Disney did this in 2001 and then, you know, Universal makes like the Minions ride, you know, not even that like five years ago or something. And you're like, how is this crappier? Yeah. It came out so much later. So funny. <laughs> um. But yeah, you and it moves very smoothly. Mm -hmm. Like there's no like weird glitchy things, which right. I always think is very impressive in any ride. Um, so it begins and it, it's kind of a blue screen first, and then you always like kind of it's like goes and then in Soren over California, you start with the Golden Gate Bridge, and you know, really giving you that height experience, and then in Soaring over the World, which they introduced in 2016 as a different experience, um, you start with Matterhorn. And I don't totally know why they switched, I'm sure just to be new, um, but they've been seasonally bringing back uh, sort of a California. Do they do it like ever, when you say seasonally, is like every summer we get like, we get it's one or is it just random. kind of like random? Yeah. yeah, they brought it back. Because I feel like I've had, I've had an annual pass twice over the past seven years. Yeah. And I feel like I've done both. Um, I don't know. Probably the first time. And I think I've maybe been on Soren twice. So. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, the first time when you went, it probably was still Soren over California. Um, but like recently they brought it back. And I think it was so popular and people love it so much that then they brought it back for the Food and Wine Festival mm. that's now non-existent. Um, so it would be Soren over California right now if the parks were open. Sure. But it's. He's not. Mm. Um, and I think I like Soren over California more. Why? It feels like, I don't know. I don't know how to, this sounds so weird, but it sounds, it feels more authentic to me. I feel like you're really seeing like these beautiful parts of California. And the one, the thing that I hate about the new one, Soren over the world, is it's so much CGI. Right, I was gonna say there's one that is in the Taj Mahal. That was the fact that you found that the Taj Mahal is like the one thing that's, that's completely, completely CGI, CGI. Which I was so mad because I like argued with somebody about this once. I was like, no way, like Disney. I'm sure they found a way. Nope. I was wrong. <laughs> I was so wrong. Um, but you know, they all the animals and I get it. It makes a prettier like story. Yeah. yeah, but it does feel a little manipulated. Mm -hmm. Where like something that I think was really cool. Um, was that in sort of a California, like they planted these surfers and snowboarders in the scenes and these people would have to be out there for like hours and hours and hours in order to get this like perfect shot. What a cool job if you were a surfer or a oh, yeah. snowboarder though. Yeah. You know? To be a part of this ride. Well, that too. And to get paid just to be like just filmed from distance. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, maybe it's hours, but like if you're just a surfer as a hobby, then, you know, yeah, cool. Yeah. And so I think like, those were real, and that feels really cool to me. I mean, yeah. there's still things like I'm sure. Well, I'll say because I'll, I'll agree with you. I think you know, having seen both, or at least like watching the videos of both, because it's been a while since I've been on them. Um, the one of the things I like about California is you get more, you get smaller moments, right? You yeah. get there's a beach, you get orange groves, and like sort of the world is cool, but it's like here's all these like huge monuments, and like that's neat, but. It doesn't feel, I think authenticity is kind of the word you use. And I, I think I agree with that. Yeah. And I, you know, and seeing all these locations is really cool. Um, I do think that they all have something to do with Disney movies. 
Oh, interesting. That that's feels why, on brand. I don't even know if that's true, but that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably hard to find a location at this point that you can't tie to a Disney movie. That's so. also true. Um, but so much of it, like, the transitions are so perfect. Like, a kite going across. Or, like, the Eiffel Tower, the light shines in you to transition you. Like, those are so manipulated, you know? Right. Or the uh, there's an elephant who, like, splashes dust on you. Right. And, you know, the smells. So, something that I just love that Disney does. And what did Walt call it when you asked? Uh, he called it plussing it. Plussing it. Yeah. Making, just taking that extra step, going that extra mile so that it is the best experience you can have. So it really hits all of your sensations, including smell. I guess yeah, you don't taste anything, but... No, no, but I think that that's like, you know, again, for somebody that hasn't been on this ride, you're you're getting to do all these cool, like, you're soaring over California, you're seeing all these different things, but then you also get this, like, smell experience. Yeah, and it's so nice, like, when you smell the oranges or, like, the pine. Mm-hmm. Um, it really I, makes you feel like you're there. Yeah, and in this one, you smell, like, something that's... You're in Africa with the... You know, elephants. elephants and stuff, I don't yeah. really know what the smell is supposed to be. Mm. It does. There is a smell. <laughs> uh, that's how I think I know that I have been on both because I don't remember the orange smell the first time. Um, and then, like, I heard people talk about it later and, like, oh, and you smell the oranges and stuff. I was like, I don't remember that at all. Uh, and so I think that I went on the world one first, actually. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but maybe my memory's just bad. But <laughs> that's what I think. Um, but yeah, I think that that's a great example of how like to take a cool concept, but then to add the extra little twist to the, you know, we're not just going to show people things. We're going to let them feel like they're there. Yeah. And I think that Soren is a family friendly ride and experience that is still thrilling. So I would say, like, you know, it's obviously like an e-ticket, e-ticket attraction. Mm-hmm. And what's that mean? Oh, well, since we're, I, I had that saved for a different well, give me that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but e-ticket is kind of the that's like the big ticket attraction. Okay. And that it was coined that um, when Disneyland first opened, you know, you'd have like your A, B, C, D, E attractions. You got like, like a, a ticket crew. book. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And you'd only get like a certain amount of e-ticket. Oh, tickets. I see. That makes sense. So I think, but it, it's an e-ticket that isn't too big or too scary for kids as long as they can they uh, hit the height requirement. Yeah. It's time to fly. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I've got a question. Yes. Um, this opened in 2001, mm-hmm. right? Do you know if they're using this? I mean, I assume they're using the same footage. Like, is, you know, uh, filming technology. The stuff that I can see now is really stepped up in the past 20 years because it's been 20 years at this point. Oh, yeah. But does it like, is did they, it, does it feel that way? I guess you can see it a little bit. Uh it was filmed in 4K, and I'm trying. To, you can see there's like a video of how they did it. With you know, you see the helicopter and the cameras, and it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. They definitely had to get creative with how to make these panoramic scenes. Yeah, so big. Um, and it was inspired by you, you know, uh, have you, you have not been to Epcot, right? Not since I've been an adult. So they have. Um, the like the these shows slash movies on the countries so there's one in canada and there's one in china and it's 360 
Mm-hmm. And so as you can literally turn around the room. I'm, t- I'm like leaving the mic. I'm like. You're just, literally yeah. turning around the room. I am. I'm turning around the room. Um, and, and you see these beautiful scenes. And that's funny because those are old. Like they have oh, not updated sure. those. Yeah, yeah. And you can see how old they are. And I'm trying to remember like whoever hosted. I was like, oh my God, this looks like a different human. <laughs> um, but I think that inspired what, you know, what Soren is and using technology to the best of your you know the best technology they have to make beautiful scenes that makes sense i actually was surprised about the 4k thing i didn't know that that, that they were able to film it in 4k back then it's pretty crazy yeah, yeah. Um, um, especially because like okay look this is a divergent it's a tangent but i'm gonna say it anyways one of my absolute favorite tv shows ever um and i'm alone in this opinion is the wire right uh, I don't think you're alone. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> oh, you're really um, funny. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> but admittedly, going back to watch it now, it feels so old from a production standpoint. Mm. Like the, it still holds up every other area, but like it just looks old. Right. Um, but they they weren't filming in 4K, so you know. Yeah. Um. I. It doesn't bother me. And again, I feel like there's so much CGI in the soaring over the world that the crispness doesn't feel real. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not trying to like, I feel like I'm poo-pooing on f- soaring over the world a lot. You hate soaring I, over I, the world. I, no. And I do. What if they shut down soaring over the world because of this podcast? <laughs> wow. I'm very, very influential. <laughs> I didn't know. Wow. Um, I want to jump into Hidden Mickey's. Let's do it. Okay. I love Hidden Mickey's so much. Um, this one has some pretty fun ones. Uh, in the sort over California, uh, you have the golf ball. So they go over like the PGA mm, um, golf okay. course. And it's like the very like, I don't know. It just like, it feels like California. Like yeah. it feels like the movies. It does. And so he hits the golf ball and it comes whizzing past your head. And you can see a little black, uh, a classic hit a Mickey. Gotcha. And then obviously the fireworks at the end explodes in a mickey and some people consider as you're passing the opening to disneyland um you know how the they have the greenery and it's either yeah yeah, yeah. when you enter it's there's a mickey uh-huh. some people consider that a hidden mickey as well okay. um and then in the world you go through the desert and there's these uh hot air balloons kind of in the top right and as you're going they kind of come together to form a mickey i see yes That's and then cool. the fireworks again and what I think is funny is in the first one, I think they just really just filmed it. So there's people everywhere and it's pretty crazy packed. Uh-huh. And in the second one, you can tell it feels like a little more organized. I see. And how they filmed yeah. Disneyland. Uh-huh. Um, but Tink is there. I'm just, I'm always there floating. You come up, do your thing. Of course I do. Yeah. Got to sprinkle a little magic. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, you also had an interesting fact that you were talking about before we started recording this about the hidden Mickeys um, that you discovered about like how some of them are engineers or not engineers, yeah. Imagineers. So I found this out recently and I think this is so cool. So Imagineer, like a true hidden Mickey is there on purpose and was left there by the Imagineers. Mm-hmm. And whether it's in the park and it's supposed to be there or whatever, but then obviously the cast members like to have fun themselves and add their own little hidden Mickey sometimes. So like, there's these plates uh, in Haunted Mansion that, as you're in the ballroom scene, sometimes they're shaped as a Mickey. You'll have three That's plates cool. that are arranged that way. That one is not an official hidden Mickey, apparently. Ah, okay. That one is a cast member created one. 
And if you go on it and you don't see it, it means an Imagineer was there and oh, switched it back. That's that's fun. I Isn't like that. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, all the ones on Soren are going to be Imagineer. Yes. <laughs> Pretty um, sure that'd be yeah, very yeah. hard for a cast member to, to change. So. Cool. Okay. So uh, something I always want to know, um, where is uh, Soren in your day? of going to Disney. Is it an every time you go, you got to get on it? Like It's not every time. Depends on how many how long I'm there, but it's a very frequent. Mm-hmm. I you I try fast pass on it. Yes, okay. I like that one's when I oh, I never wait. I don't like waiting in line. Well, for sure, but I I can imagine some people try to get there early and try to get yeah. to it first or whatever. Yeah, I definitely but. recommend getting a fast pass for that one because you're still going to have to wait in a pretty decent mm-hmm line even with the fast pass so like it's just better to cut the line shorter if you can um um then i would say it's usually pretty early in my day though uh i like to start at california adventure a lot it's a lot less crowded and so that will definitely be an attractional hit if they're out of fast passes or it's particularly crowded that day then okay i might skip it but i do try to write it sure um okay one last kind of questions on soren and this was something i think would be fun for us to do you're originally from Georgia. I am. I'm originally from Kentucky. Um, We're good old Southerners. We are. Uh, (laughs) I want to hear what Soren over Georgia would look like. Ooh. Pick three locations. You don't have to do the whole thing. Um, I would say we'd fly over Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I think in flying over Atlanta, you would show like the stadium and uh, like the Coca-Cola factory and, you know, just sort over some of the... Sure big things there um maybe helen which is this um really cute town in georgia um it's bavarian style homes okay um and it's just very quaint very different than a lot of georgia so i think that'd be cool um in savannah why savannah again it has a lot of history it has an old town feel beautiful trees these big willow trees um i think that would be cool so no peaches oh yeah i guess we'd have yeah, to come or on <laughs> either like a peach or like cotton mm-hmm. or peanut like some kind of farm yeah i could see that too yeah there's a lot kentucky, of options even though you didn't ask i would definitely do hey, like hey what would kentucky soren sort over kentucky be? oh thank you for asking oh my god you're welcome um i would probably do like uh eastern kentucky and get like the coal uh, coal towns, the hollers, get the, like the mountains. People go through that. Um, and then I think I would like to do Western where I'm from, but I, I don't think it cracks top three. Mm. I think you, the next one is going to be like the uh, horse farms. Ooh, cool. Um, yeah, because they're gorgeous. Uh, it's really, and w- I think those are an interesting parallel too, because you have the mountains of Kentucky where coal is very poor. And then you have horse farms, which is a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe you even do like Churchill Downs in that kind of area too. Um, and then Soren uh, would go inside a building uh, known as Rupp Arena, uh, where Kentucky basketball would be playing. Uh, oh, of course. Because, you know, those are our three big things. Oh, of course. So, uh, Got to have that. Oh, my gosh. Um, go Cats. Go <laughs> ignore that 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 part will be cut i'm sure um <laughs> yes by the editor who is also me um yeah i i i would do those things there's also something called okie finoki swamp which is really cool nice. there's 
There's just so much. There's just so much. Which, I mean, the fact that they chose what they did with California, I think, was really impressive because California is huge. True. And there's so much to show. I'm sure that narrowing down was such a huge process for the Imagineers. Yeah. Um, So last question. Yeesh. You're on your way out. You're tired. You've been at Disney for 12 hours, um, which is very rare for you because you don't get there that early. (laughs) But if you had been, you're exhausted trying to get to the car. You look over Soren for some reason. 10 minute line. Oh, definitely. 20 minute line. Ye- yes, because it's probably actually shorter. Okay. But that would, 20 would probably be my cutoff. Okay. Yes. Just curious. But it, you know, it's so magical. I would love to do it. Well, there you go. Yes. Well, that's Soren, guys. Thanks. thanks for, thanks for sharing that with us. Yes. I'm so glad we talked about Soren. I would definitely put that high on the list. Um, make sure you do it if the parks ever open again. Did you see, side note, Disney is losing $1.4 billion a month. Wow. I did not see that. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so soon I, I will be giving be them my money. Yeah. I'll <laughs> give them all my money again soon. Thank you for tuning in to Slice of Disney. I'm Kelly. I'm Will. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Slice of Disney. Uh, and Join us again soon. And tell us uh, where Soren over your home state would look like. Oh, yeah. Share that with us. And tell us what rides you want to hear about. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Go Cats.